I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time. My name is Tim Bat. Yeah, man. And we have just watched... His name's Guy Montgomery. Fate of the Furious, the eighth Fast and the Furious movie for the fourth time. He is Tim Bat. Mm-hmm. I am Guy Montgomery. Confirm it. And it's this true. feels bad. Does it? Yes. This was, It was interesting because early on in the watch guy today, you said... Um, I, what what were, what were the exact words you used? You were like, I like this. I feel bad watching the movie. I remember this feeling. I remember this feeling. It I, brought you back. You had some nostalgia. Yeah, and I don't I don't know where to place it in a sort of checkered past, whether or not it's nostalgia for as recently as, you know, the depths of our F9 watches or if it's a broader nostalgia for the experience of watching and struggling to engage with a movie. And you know what's fun about the Fast and Furious series? What? If you shorten each one to like F8, F9. It sounds like you're saying, fuck eight. Yeah. Fuck That's the number nine. And, I've, I've, you know, it's a long way down from the mountaintop because I remember singing this movie's praises. I remember as recently as last week with Joseph Moore still kind of enjoying it. I actually wonder if Joseph Moore's poisoned me. Yes, I think he did because you no longer like The Rock. I enjoyed the opening sequence, as ever, the car race in Cuba, but there's something about The Rock delivering that inspirational speech to the Red Dragons that really irked me. This is the girls' soccer team, for those who haven't seen the flick. And uh, it was just, it was just, a, it was downhill from there. And it was. But a- imagine if in this movie... Luke Hobbs's job was to talk to a bunch of real dragons and get them to help the crew. So there's cars and there's nukes and there's cipher and there's dragons. I can't, I, I, I'm having so much trouble today. I can't engage with the thought because the problem with this movie isn't we need to introduce more nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time I was watching it, I was having a really hard time yes. and I felt like you were in cahoots with the movie. I felt like you you teamed up with the movie mm-hmm. to make me the enemy and to make me a, pro- a problem. Which I think you can acknowledge <laughs> was not what was happening. I, why do you think I can acknowledge that? 
I, I on what planet? I don't know. We're, I think you said it was sort of words to the effect of because you told me that when the movie was playing, you said I feel I feel teamed up on by you and the movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and 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 I said, hey, listen, man, that's not my problem. That's something you need to sort out. And I feel sorry that you feel that way. I feel bad for you. Oh, fuck you. But man. that's something you need no, to figure out. You. I don't know what it is. It, you were. You seem to be uh, more comfortable safer you're enjoying yourself more i'm not gonna you know i'm not above admitting i was jealous of you i wasn't being a dick to you though you have to say that i wasn't this time i often i so often am and i don't think today i was you weren't being a dick to me and i didn't ask for it explicitly but what i needed was a a helping hand it's almost like it's like a, a i think this season in particular there's been a relationship where um it's like uh, in some ways, I'm a little bit your older brother who's just fucking like, if I see you walk into a room, I'll just punch you as hard as I can in the arm. And this is the first day I haven't done it. And you're like, this sucks. I feel weird. I hate this. What's happening? Everyone's plotting against me because something's changed. But but realistically, you just fucking hated the movie, didn't you? I've always thought of us more as twins. I know. Yeah. And fair enough. It's, for some reason, I think that dynamic has been happening recently, though, mm. me punching you in the arm. I mean, metaphorically, what, what what is what I'm drawn to, and what was interesting to me today is the psychological element of the watch and the journey. And where is it? Like, we are exposed to the um, inner monologue and the innermost thought, like the the removal of any sort of filter. We will sing to ourselves yes. and talk <laughs> to ourselves yeah. and behave with ourselves. When we're around each other, as though no one else is in the room. Correct. And it is a rare level, a rare and unusual level of comfortability. <laughs> like, there, it's just so much nonsense flying around. Yeah. And I just, uh, I'm in a really weird space today where I'm just, I'm really, I'm feeling like, um, I don't feel self-conscious, but I feel exposed. Okay. I feel vulnerable. Maybe and I, I feel cross. I didn't join you in your negativity and you feel like slighted by that, perhaps? No, I don't feel slighted. I think it's a guilt thing. I think... You know, I, I admire the positive outlook. I admire the engagement with the movie as a movie. And um, perhaps I feel I feel poorly that I didn't... Um, I just didn't come at it from the top of my intelligence, perhaps. Okay. I just... I, I, I was on a big journey. I've been on a big... I've been sitting in this fucking chair for two hours and 15 minutes and I've been on a big journey. Hey, let's not take it out on the chairs, man. I These love- are nice chairs. I love Well, the actually, let me rephrase that. These aren't nice chairs, but they're comfy chairs. Nah, they're nice. This is like, this is deluxe. I hope this was listed on the furniture website or floor as a podcasting suite. It wasn't. So I don't know if we've, we've mentioned it in passing, but we haven't talked about it very much. But I bought uh, a two-seater recliner and a, like a Lazy Boy sort of equivalent. Just so Guy and I can have a little bit of comfort in here while we watch the movie. There's a projector now, so we've got a little projector screen and these lazy boys, and that's how we consume the content. It's it's nice, and it feels it's it's like um, it's harder to complain in earnest without guilt. I won't say that it's harder to complain because it's very easy to complain about having to watch these movies multiple times. But it does add a layer of guilt when you're watching on a projector with a, a recliner know, under you. Do you know what it is? Do you know the only way to get over a recliner? Get under another one. Go on. <laughs> you don't see a lot of people lying 
face first on a recliner. <laughs> like a massage table? Uh, yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever seen someone try it out. Me neither. The, the, the grooves and the mechanics of the body don't really work. I feel like They're you'd... They're not simpatico um, to lie front on. I was going to say you'd suffocate, but I guess you can turn your head to the side, can't you? There's something about your turn of phrase about getting under a recliner made me think about fucking a recliner from the top, and it just yeah. doesn't work. No, I don't think so. The, the, the pelvis, the hips, mm-hmm. would always be too far from... I'm imagining that you have sex with the, the middle back of the chair. The middle back, okay. So, so like, kind of where your lumbar is, the yeah. lumbar support bit. And I think if you're lying on it from front on, that's a, that's a difficult access point. Yeah, it is. What I wanted to say is I think Joseph Moore has, I loved having him on, but I think he's had a negative impact. He's beguiling. Uh, <laughs> he's, I crave Fast 7. I crave what was promised in it. He's told me what is, he's told me this movie's not canon. Can he's you? told me why he doesn't like The Rock. Oh, he's saying in his opinion. I want to yeah. make that clear. And like in his, in his, you know, he's a big fan of Fast and Furious and this one's so bad that he doesn't, it's not canon in his head. And can you tell me about, like, describe a little bit about your heavy desire to see Paul Walker? Like, did you write him as an actor? Have you got fond memories of him or is it just this it's, something it's, new it's, thing? It's or? unlocked a level of respect for the franchise it's not that i disrespected it but um i just genuinely thought he i just i misremembered it completely i thought he died a much longer time ago than evidently he did Mm -hmm. i thought he died after the second fast and the furious and so i was imagining that fast three through seven yeah had no paul walker right and so i thought that vin diesel had been dragging this franchise around, you know, nestled between his clenched fists and his giant biceps for how many movies? Yeah, for, right. For what's that? Seven movies. I didn't realize he had like the the other because it, it's it's the two of their franchise. Yeah, it's not just Vin Diesel's. Yeah, and I just I didn't have that information, and so the idea that like th- this other vital part of the core DNA of mm-hmm. what we're doing and what we're watching is just around the corner um, is, is so exciting to me because he's like Brian and Dom it's not it's, it's the two of them that's my understanding so I just think it's so exciting and it makes it harder to wait you want to see this maybe there's some impatience creeping in this buddy pairing and, uh, as quickly as possible yeah Post haste. I mean, Paul Walker. Post haste. I feel like I, I feel like a bad friend. I've been talking about myself, my own experience this whole time. How was all that for you? Ah, oh, look, it was fine. You you just you you punched in. You I was in, trying. You, I was at work. Yeah, I was at work. But this you went morning. into the office and you were like, you know what? This is my life. This is yeah. what I signed up for. I'm going to work. I went yeah. into work today and I said, I fucking hate this job. I think your place is more admirable. It's it's. It's noble to not accept what's going on. It's also in fact, there's lots of great songs about it in Matilda the musical. You know, that's the whole theme of that show is if something ain't right, you got to put it right because if you just let it go, then that's wrong. Mm. What What do you suggest in the spirit of Matilda the musical? What do you suggest I do? Um. Okay, this is quite tricky. I'm trying to tie the 
circumstances of Matilda in with our predicament and find what the through line would be. I guess the movie is our parents because we have to live with it, right? It's a little bit outside of our control, but they are more or less harmful to us. And they're abusing us. Mm. So what we need to do is find ways to play tricks on the movies. Mm -hmm. And I think we did that a little bit today. We felt a little bit entitled on this, our fourth watch of the flick, to, to, to go back to something we've done before, do a little of our own soundtracking. We didn't take the piss. We just picked one song each. I kicked it off. I wanted to surprise Guy with you a did. bit of Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah, out the, of the blue when they arrive in Russia. Cats the Musical, the movie version, put it on out of nowhere, started Can with I, the chorus. I, I queued it up. I really love, there's a moment in the Mr. Mistopheles I love when uh, it's like later on, it's, you know, they're sort of, they're repeating the chorus, but there's, there's uh, vocal and, you know, um, harmonic variations and he's like, he's talking about how great these guys is. And he says, Oh, well, never was there ever a castle clear with magical Mr. Mistopheles. And I can't remember the name, the the sort of this, the female protagonist, the dancer who yes. can kind of sing in the movie. The lead. The like, yeah. yeah. She goes, Has you. And he goes, Has me. And there's like, it's just, it's the little back and forth of the as you, as me. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're, on key, but somewhere else from where the rest of the song's been. And yeah. it's, just, it's a little back and forth. It's a moment between them. And I heard it, and I felt like a genuine jolt of positive energy. That's so and, nice. And I was like, I... And it made me think about my relationship to music. And I was like, it's such a weirdly specific moment. It's almost a nothing moment, really, in the context of the song and the music. that's what music is, but man. It's I, these that, little phrases. It's these, it's these it just, little key it changes. It penetrates me to my core. And I heard that, and that... There was probably like two to three minutes worth, like of, you know, of um, respite juice. of juice, exactly. Yeah. And then you put on Chemical Brothers, "Let Forever Be." That's the name of the track, yeah. which um, was awesome. It was really awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. It highlighted a few things. It highlighted the abstract nature of the action sequence. If you remove in Russia, in Russia if you remove. The context of whatever they think is happening in the story. It's a lot of fast cutting. There's just sort of there's dials, there's lights, there's buttons, yeah. there's screens, there's explosions, there's, there's car a lot racing, of people there's guns, different buttons, um, and it totally serves as a music video. We're just like, okay, imagery, cool. And then it finished, and then you observe quite rightly, I think, because you've been known to listen. You'll listen to a movie score, right? Sure. You yeah. walk around listening to Trent Reznor's. Uh, oh, social network oh yeah you? man that's a good I put that on for board games just to really like heighten do you yeah 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 people hate that when I do that intensity we got <laughs> I you don't like risk yeah like a game of risk we don't really play board games together no is that a missed opportunity absolutely I think so yeah do we like, I don't do play we... board games with anyone at the moment yeah I, and I really want to it's trying to get I was trying to get um you're trying to get Azul going when I was at your house recently. Yeah. I don't know how that game works. Well, it wasn't to be. Basically, no, you're, a time. you're a Tyler, and you're invited to the, the palace of a Portuguese king. Really? You and several other Tylers are, yeah, and you've all got, you all sort of basically tile the walls, and whoever, um, that's the sort of story of the game. Sure. The basic premise is you're, you're making patterns and accruing points. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
I like the sound of that. There's a nice a- a- attack and defense element to it, you know. So my shining light for this watch of The Fate of the Furious was, uh, I wrote it down because I knew I'd forget it, and I did. It's qu- it's quite close to the end, but it's... Um, uh, do you know, can I tell you my internal point scoring system for um, Shining Light? Yeah. Start of the movie, you want more points for it. Start of the movie, uh, and I'm breaking it into... Beginning, middle, end. Yes. A shining light from the start of the movie is worth one. Yeah. So it's like doing your homework immediately. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that, I like that. I'll remember that. Yes. There's a shining light. Shining light towards the end, shining light towards the end of the movie is worth two points because it might be that it's genuinely your shining light, but often it might be like, fuck, I haven't actually enjoyed anything here. Yeah. Why is that worth two, though? Doesn't that make it worse? No, because I feel like doing it at the start means that you can totally unplug from enjoying any part of the movie. So at oh. the end, you have to continue to engage. You have to re-engage. You're picking out something. But I, yeah, you're right. But it's it's not a case where it's like the whole movie. I'm going, okay, what's my shining light? What's my shining light? It's the case of we're 25 minutes from the end. We're in Russia. And I'm like, I don't know what I enjoyed in this movie today. Exactly. And now I've got to pick something. That shouldn't be worth two points, I think. No, I think it's worth more. You are being forced to engage again. Or for longer or differently, but the three point. Do you think it? So do you think it should go end of the movie one point, start of the movie two points? I kind of do. Well, I kind of do because if something comes that early in the film and it really grabs you enough to be like, "Whoa, loved it!" That's my shining light. That's real. Whereas if it happens towards the end, it's like I'm scrambling. I got to find something. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think there's arguments to be made both ways. Totally. And I think we can respectfully disagree, but obviously, middle of the movie. You're there. You're actually engaged the whole way through. Hats off to you. That's worth three points. I just remembered another note that I wrote down, which you're going to love, which I'm going to bring up, which I think you've forgotten that I said um, after my shining light. My shining light, Hobbs to Romans. This is The Rock to... What's his name again? The guy who plays Roman? Tyrese. Tyrese. Who I understand, and I think I've, I've mentioned it in passing before, it wasn't just The Rock and Vin Diesel who had beef. Tyrese and The Rock had beef. Really? Yeah, I think. Have you looked that up? I've yeah, I've picked that up. That's um some sort of some pop culture yeah, knowledge some going on. Miscellanea. Because they actually do share quite a few scenes together, and yeah. I would wager that that there was more screen time that those two dudes shared that's been cut. It seems to me. Mm. It seems like they tried to make them a pairing and it mm. didn't quite work. See, this is the interesting thing. Now that Joseph's planted the seed, where you're like, how's The Rock pissed off? He's got this flawless reputation as being this incredibly, char- like, everyone loves The Rock guy. I think Hyper charismatic. But then how has he pissed off so many people just in this one franchise? Well, it's he's bigger. Than, he is legitimately bigger than the franchise. And that is threatening. When you come into the franchise, you fall in line. Yeah. So it's basically Vin. I presume it was Vin and Paul. And then there's a little gap. And then there's the crew. I mean, like Letty, arguably, but then there's the crew. Yeah. And The Rock. He superseded he the, crew, part of the crew. But he's not. You well, can't pretend like Dwayne Johnson no. is just another member exactly. of the crew, can you? Yeah. 
even Statham is like a special member of the crew, but he still can be part of the. He can operate within the crew. So, I mean, this is another thing Joseph Moore's poison did to me is watching Statham today. I was like, what unspeakable things did this man do in Fast Seven? Oh, and, the character. And yeah. why do I have to wait four movies to four screenings to find out? So that's how this works. So the shining light was uh, Hobbs the Rock yelling to Roman. Why are you always yelling? When they're in Russia, they're sharing a vehicle, they're running through the ice, and Roman says, uh, I can't even remember what it's in response to. Roman's like, yeah. get us out of here, or something like that. And Hobbs just goes, why are you always yelling? And it's funny, because it's like during a tense moment where yelling would be called for, but it's also like a funny point. Yeah. It's, it's a good bit of comedy. I think it works. And I think The Rock pulls it off. He does. So I spit in the face of you, Joseph Moore. No, look, I, it's he still hits some good lines. A lot of them felt like they're written by, um, like the, a lot of the gag lines where he or the pony up lines where he's either sort of offering comedic but genuine inspiration, yeah. or he's threatening Jason Statham. I feel like they're written on spec. It feels like there was like a you know a hundred lines were submitted, yeah, and they were pulled out at random, and he just delivered them. Um, Real, you know, Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Yeah. Kevin James staring down um, Neil McDonough yes. vibes where they're going, you know, no, I'm, I'm I'll, crazy. Bring a, I'll bring a, yeah, I'll bring a, a pumpkin, a, a guitar to a pumpkin fight. That's how crazy I think I that is one of them. Well done. Good memory. I'll bring a folk guitar to a pumpkin fight. Oh, so it's, it's, there's guitars and there's a pumpkin fight. Or there's a fight. There's a pumpkin, there's a guitar, there's a fight. They walk into a bar. Anyway, if we didn't do this podcast, would we be closer friends than we are? Uh, hard to say, but quite po- very possible. I would hope so. Do but think- in some, I don't know, it's like things absorb time, don't they? And this is the thing where time ship it is, has to happen. Time, or friendship, time ship. Friendship is time accrued. You know, often. Interesting. Yeah. Um, have you graphed it, though? Yes. Like, imagine that there's the graph of our actual friendship in real time that has existed for, since we started podcasting together. Mm-hmm. There's an AP, there's a peak in there. It's the height of the friendship. Okay. I'm not saying that we're not close friends, but I'm saying like if, if you look at the trajectory, it's yeah. like there was the, the rate of acceleration is greater than what it might have been if we never podcasted together. The rate of acceleration is greater. So the, 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 the closeness of friendship is climbing faster than it would if we didn't podcast together and just remain social friends. Do okay. You, do you agree with that? I think so. I think I and follow, And so yes. what I'm interested in is yes. where this projected graph yes. of friendship, if yep. we never started podcasting together, where do the lines meet and what is their movement after the intersection? So you were saying there is a point where our, uh, our, our friendship through podcasting hits a bit of a plateau. How yep. long does just natural friendship take to get to that plateau? Yes. And unaided. Like, yeah. And then that that plateau, is there variable movement? Is there variable I don't up think and it's down a, movement? I don't think it's a time question. I think time's the wrong variable. What is it then? I don't I don't know. I don't know exactly. Well, it's a kind of time, but it's not. It's like time hanging out rather than time has passed. Because the podcast is like we have to hang out every week, basically, when it's going. But the, uh, the challenge is that we're not always going to be in the mood to hang out. Yeah. But we have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a marriage and that way. In, in I that think way. in a lot of podcasts, um, that subtext is just unacknowledged and unspoken. Yes. <laughs> and in our podcast, that is basically the essence of the podcast. It's true. It's very explicit. 
Yeah, because even in one of these fucking knee-slapping, happy-go-lucky, jolly podcasts where they just come together and talk about nothing with their friends. Yeah. Put episodes <laughs> put out. Put them down, put them down. Yeah, well, it's not fucking actual work, is it? What's at stake? What are you doing? Where's the value? What are you adding? Okay? What have you sacrificed to bring your art to bear? Nothing. You're hanging out with your friends. That sounds good. You're goofing off. Yeah. What Stop are, goofing what are, off. What are we doing? We're at work. We're at work, brother. Yeah. We're creating art. We are We're creating work. art by looking at other people's attempt to create art and going, I don't know about that art. <laughs> My um, thing that I wanted to throw at you, this is a real divergence in tone. We've got to figure out which Pokemon each crew member are. That is a fun game. Because at the start, I was, I was <laughs> for some reason, we're in Cuba, and I said, what Pokemon do you think Letty is? No, it was before that. I said that um, I described Dom as Geodude. Oh, sorry, that's right. I said I have no desire to see Vin Diesel fuck. And then I said, I said uh, because it'd be like watching, and you said Geodude? <laughs> <laughs> He's just got, who does Geodude evolve to? Gollum. Is it? And there's a middle one. I th- Oh, Graveler's the Ge- ultimate one. So Geodude. Geomite or something? No. Wait, no? Geodude? Gravel is the ultimate one. What did I say again? But I, I think Geodude might only go through one evolution. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. I think he does. Yeah. Geomite's made up. He's got... He's just got Geodude energy. There's like They've got some... Oh, yeah. Clenched fists. Similar he's... eyes and facial structure. And he's got real... Um, the Rock is the word. He's got like dry... Yeah. Ironically, sort of... the Rock isn't Geodude. Vin Diesel is. Yeah. The Rock is Nidoking. No. Marchamp. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, you know what? You're right. Nitto King's too thick through the middle. And the rock and, tapers. Oh, are like the rock, but t- also Nitto King, like literally, is a bit regal, and I don't, I, I don't. And also, I'm thinking visually, the rock tapers off to the bottom, like, oh, it's, like a Superman it, triangle. Yeah, like style. it's just not possible for him mm. to be that thick all the way down. Literally, Marchamp is like based off a dude like The Rock. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is. And it, well, and it makes a lot of sense. The Rock is Marchamp. I floated when we watched that uh, Letty was perhaps Jinx. And then I started analyzing it. And the more I think about it, the more I think Jinx is like, it seems like a really racist Pokemon. Jinx seems like is- it's based on a trope of of like maybe like Haitian or Jamaican, like Caribbean sort of woman. And it's almost kind of, uh, this even feels like a weird word to say out loud in this day and age, but like a gollywog sort of depiction. Uh, Yeah, I mean, certainly Jinx, um, the longer you look at a picture of Jinx, the more, you know, the origins of Jinx forced upon your your conscious and even like because jinx it's it, you know the sort of old uh senses of, of uh i'm not using quite the right words but like magic and witchcraft and mm. those sorts of things that are associated with uh with certain practices in the caribbean you know it's like that's where that pokemon comes from yeah not great but hey i guess it was made up in the very early 90s so I mean, I slightly different time. I can't, Those Japanese are crazy. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can resist. I can't place Letty in the Pokemon in the Pokedex. Oh, I mean, but you I, must. I, this is the game. I assume we're going original one fifty. It's all we're familiar beyond. with. Guy and I are old men, and we only acknowledge. <laughs> we're like, 
We're like what about, separatists um, or something from the south. We only acknowledge 151 Pokemon. The other ones is, aren't real. What is... It's What was the... You you can evolve Eevee with three different stones. Uh, um, Electron, Voltron. Oh wait, Voltron. No, fuck. What was it? Elect. It's the it's, There's I a feel water. Like, oh, Volt. Uh, Vaporeon. Vaporeon. No, Flareon. And the it's and the, the electric one. It's the thunder one. Yeah, the electric one. That's what I think Letty is. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't know where it's coming from. I actually from. think. Um, what's the non nine tech Vul uh, Vulpix? Is yeah, that the name Vulpic. of Vulpix? It's the band. Yeah, true. So I don't know. What even, what's not pre-Ninetales? What's the unevolved version of Ninetales? I think it's Vulpix. It's something like that. Yeah. I reckon that's kind of Letty. Okay. You know? She's yeah. got pretty fox. Yeah. Energy. Not pretty as in very. Pretty as in like good looking fox energy to me. She's, but I feel like Vulpix, I feel like she's evolved. Maybe Ninetales is better. But I feel yeah. Letty's got a lot of power. Yeah, you're right. Agency. Probably Ninetales. Probably Ninetales. I mean... The fun ones, I guess, hypothetically, are Roman and Tish. What do you got? Uh, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Because there's not a lot of, like, funny Pokemon that I can think of. Meowth? Oh, there we go. That's pretty good. That's Roman. Tish. No, no, that, no. No, that's Tish. Roman's too big to be Meowth. Tish is too intelligent to be Meowth. Meowth was so smart. Meowth was the only Pokemon that taught itself English. Okay, okay. Like that was the but story. Irrit- but that irritating. was the story. Like there was this devastating story. Oh my god! I know who Dom is. Fucking Cubone, because the story of Cubone oh, is that its mother sad. died. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, its mother died, and I think it's wearing its skull as a hat. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fucked up. All the Pokemon are like, this is Mr. Mime. It's a goofy clown Pokemon that doesn't talk and makes invisible barrier walls. It's like, this is Cubone. Its mum died and it wears its skull as a hat. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. W- what? <laughs> Fucking hell. So that's that's Dom Toretto. Um, yeah, I think Meowth is a... It's good. Yeah, I okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree on which one's which, but Meowth is so good. For, for either Roman or Tej. But I think Tej, right? Bearing in mind that Meowth learned how to speak English. Which means Roman is... Ah, it's tricky. I want to say Ekans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... Unavol- I mean, I, I it's the smooth head is a big part of it for me. Oh, true. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Not Cobra with a K? Nah, because Cobra's fucking like lit as, and I don't think Roman's there. He might actually be there when we go back to some prior movies, but I feel like they kind of goofed him up. Cypher is Masingo. Oh, wow. That, I didn't know you knew about Masingo. That's a good pull. Anyone who played on the Game Boy knows about Masingo. Well, but you had to like Google and shit. To yeah, know you had about to go Masingo. up and down the coast and you get infinity. Did you actually get it? You don't catch it. You go you down. Just see you it. go down to the island, mm-hmm. and you swim up and down the coast, and a wild masingo appears. And if you catch Masingo's it, masingo's a glitch. Yeah, and it's like the third thing in your um, like index of items. Yeah, is duplicated to ninety nine. Oh, true. So if you had a rare candy, you could or a du- fucking ultimate. But what yeah, are the master ball? You could duplicate it, and then but it's sort of it's a it's a it kind of breaks the game because then yeah. it's like you become invincible. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, you'd you'd because so you know, you'd fucking juice up your Pokemon, then you could go and take on you, you know, think, Lance in the yeah, Elite that's Four. A, that's a fucking great call, man. That's a great call. Yeah, because she is she has superpowers. Or she could be Mew because they do have similar hair. Mm-hmm. The dreads are kind of similar to Mew's little thingies. We got Ramsey, and then I think we're out. Ramsey's a tough one because, like, I don't think there's any hacker Pokemon in the first 151. I assume there's probably some afterwards, but it wasn't as much of a thing back then. So, I don't know. You got anything for that? Really, I'm trying to... Um, I would almost say Mew if, there were, if, if Mew was, like, less powerful, you know? Nah, I mean... Ramsey. Yeah, it might be, yeah, this might be where the wheels fall off a little bit. No, we can do it. Okay. In my head, I'm running through. I'm thinking about um, Pharaoh. I'm thinking about what's Pharaoh? Oh, the Spiro. fucking Sparrow's yeah, grown yeah. up one. I'm thinking about Butterfree. Yeah. I'm thinking about what did Weevil go into? There was Butterfree. Oh, uh, B. That's nah, not that. No, no, no. That was it's an evil henchman sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like Butterfree was like good. I reckon Butterfree's a great shout. Yeah. A lot of kind of pseudo-magical powers and stuff and quite so, feminine and... Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll take it. Butterfree. That's really good. Can we get one for Stath? Do you reckon sure? Yeah, you're the allowed sure, to. You're allowed. Sure. Sure. I mean, oh, it's so weird because I am coming up with Mr. Mime for him. Yeah, it's not. It's too. not a direct hit, but I it's... I was too. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mr. Mime. So let's, let's, ref, let's review. Cubone. Dom Toretto. Yeah. Masingo is Cypher. Uh, for The Rock, we have Machamp. Yep. For Tej, we have Meowth. Yep. For Roman. Ekans? Did Ekins? we settle on there? Yeah. For Letty. Uh, um, vol- uh, oh, Nine no, Tails. Electric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine Tails. Uh, Ramsey. Is Butterfree. And um, Shaw is Mr. Mime. And there you go. Beautiful. For everyone who is asking, you can stop messaging <laughs> us. <laughs> I was Have honestly we got a shining light from you yet, Nice brother? to engage with you as a friend. Um, <laughs> shining light. The shining light. <laughs> Fucking, speaking of which. All light has left your yeah. eyes right now. You were you were lit up when we were what? hunting for Pokemon, and look at you now. It's not an ad, but it's not not an ad. When the hackers are taking over all of the cars in Manhattan, yeah, we go to a Jeep store, and there's one on the floor that I'm not that interested in. But then we see an external shot. You know how in car shops they often got the cars canted on an angle, and like in a yeah. Jeep shop because they're outdoor because they're like canted on rocks or something. Yeah, absolutely, I know what you mean. There's a Jeep Grand Cherokee. We see an external. It's red. We see an external shot. We see inside of the car. We see it, the. We see it turn on. We see the engine turn on. We see it go careening out of the car window. Yeah. And every time I see that, I think you know I don't really like Jeep. But I don't really have an opinion on cars, but I just see it and I'm like, that does. I want to at least test drive one of those. Yeah. Nice. And that feeling, the movie making me feel a genuine desire mm-hmm. or having a you know some sort of uh, curious or positive response towards something instead of just resigned frustration. Yes. That's my shining light. Wow. Well done, movie. And potentially well done whoever teed up the product placement. I don't know if money changed hands for that, but it feels I like hope a it lot did. of the, oh, near I mean you see I think you see a Prius, you see maybe a couple of Toyotas. 
I'd be, I would actually be fascinated to see the relationship between cars, like the car makers, the labels, and the movies. Yeah. And whether or not there are financial ties, because everything does kind of get a look in. It does feel when the cars are being overridden by the hackers that a lot of them are American. We see Chevrolet. Yeah. Um, the first one we see is a, is, I don't know if Chevrolet and Chrysler are the same thing. But, you know, like when, they're, when, they're, when all of the crew are fitted out in their different cars to chase Dom through yeah. Manhattan. Uh, training wheels, you know, little nobody little slash nobody. Scott Eastwood. He's in a Toyota, right? And you've got Roman in a Bentley. I don't really, I can't place everyone else's cars. The Rock's in a Jeep, isn't he? Yeah, and they pick all it their cars. Feel, it does feel American. Oh, maybe it's a Land cars. Rover actually. What nationality is Land Rover? They look fond. No, Jason Statham looks fondly to Land Rover, which is British. It is, and the Rock is, drives right. a Jeep. Okay, gotcha. Guys, been paying attention, everybody. Probably where all my problems start. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a guy in the movie that we've talked about a lot when the movie's been going, but I don't think we've brought him up on the pod yet. Um, and he's notable because he's a really, in my opinion, bad actor. Oh, Cypher's lackey. Cypher's lackey. He's just... It's so crazy because everyone else, it kind of, it's one of those moments where it showcases that even if you think people are doing a bad job at acting, it, they are actors. It, and you get reminded of that fact when you see someone pop up who it's like, oh man, I don't think that guy's an actor. And he gets multiple he's, lines. He's a, he's a um, right hand man for the 45 minutes there in Russia. Basically, Charlie's shoots out her scene in a control room. Nearly everything she does is like... It's all interiors. It's so tidy from a shooting point what's of view. The, yeah. What's the walk from the aeroplane? Like, what's, what's the walk that Charlize has to make on set? The literal walk from the control room? Um, Like, I guess it's all just one set. I don't even think there's a walk. I reckon it's like 20 meters between the control room she's in in Russia and the, you know, it's the rest of the It's a sound stage, yeah. mate. She probably goes to makeup and they redo the same room for her to walk back into. Fuck yeah. Anyway, he's a A1 guy when they're remotely trying to control the submarine and take care of the, the family um, in Russia for the last 45 minutes of the movie. And he just looks like 
every cunt you've seen in an American coffee shop. Absolutely. He's some fucking brunette, bearded guy. He just a, looks like a fucking guy. He, and it's like, why is this guy here? He acts like one. This is just a this is just a dude that you found and you thought you'd put him in the movie and all the scenes with Charlize Theron. And they would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for us meddling kids because we know this motherfucker isn't an actor absolutely he's a guy and i feel bad if he's listening because it's not completely outside the realm of possibility but we got to shoot it straight here i will not be silenced the truth must come out this is just a fucking guy that they put in the film i don't know if he he won a competition a la charlie and the chocolate factory to to be in a Fast and Furious movie. How but would you win that? That is the level. You'd, I reckon you'd have to remove like a... Um, you'd have to remove... You'd have to buy a Jeep and there's people buying I, tens and tens of I Jeeps. It, I thought it was simpler. I feel like it's you You, you get like a golden uh, bolt in a Monster Energy drink can. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking it. And it's like, well, I got the golden bolt. <laughs> it's very high risk. Because it does fit through the mouthpiece yeah. and you could just swallow it if you're guzzling Monster Energy drink, which is the only way to drink it. Hell you yeah. don't want that lingering in your mouth with all your taste receptors for any amount of time. It's just got to get directly to your pancreas, yeah. turn it into energy. He sits there. It's not there for a long time. It's there for an energetic time. He He's just relaying. He's like carrying out orders and relaying information I don't care about Charlie's. this guy anymore. Let's talk about Monster Energy. When's How, the last time you drank a Monster? I don't know if I've ever drank a Monster Energy drink in my... I've had Rockstar a couple of times like as a, as a teenager. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> options were fucking limited. In fact, I reckon the situation would have been devastatingly hungover, age 19. There's no, like, Coco Pepsi because it's probably New Year's and I'm in a small town. There's a dairy. It's been fucking wiped out in some beautiful coastal town in New Zealand. And all that's left is some ratchet white and gold rock star 440 mil. Do you know why your rock stars and your monsters are in a diff- mentally categorized in a different strata from other energy drinks. And this might be unique to New Zealand, but they don't do the small slimline cans. You are only allowed to drink <laughs> minimum 440 mils of these drinks at once. Yeah. And that is fucking insane. That yeah. is literally why in my head, I'm like, I could have a, re- if I really needed energy in a pinch. Oh, you have a Red Bull. I could You're have right, because Red, Red Bull is in a little but too fatty or whatever. never fucking pick up a can of Monster because I think this is, everything about this is excessive <laughs> and wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is unnatural to like, it's, it's very core. Absolutely. But that is the whole vibe of the thing. And, and the people who love it get it for that reason. Well, you're getting more. You're getting more it's, it's, poison. It's, yeah, but it's it's that more mindset, right? It's like the value isn't in the quality; it's in the it's in the amount. Absolutely, but it does. It just reads as as a big dangerous can. Do of we shit. think extreme athletes genuinely drink Monster Energy drink? You, um, first of all, 
absolutely not. And second of all, do you know who's trying to have it both ways is V, which I don't even know if it's in other countries. I don't think it is. It might be in Australia. So V Energy Drink. V has got a long and storied history in New Zealand because I feel like it was one of the very first ones that we had here. And this is way back in the day in the 90s when they were marketed as smart drinks. Do you remember that? Yeah. So before they were called energy drinks, it was the exact same formulation. They had like too much sugar, caffeine, and usually guarana Guarana. in them. That was the big natural selling point. And now they don't really advertise the guarana, but I think it still is in there. And sometimes, uh, what is it called? Genshin? Or I'm they don't, saying it wrong. I, I, I like feel that. like none of these drinks fucking say what's it like. That. None <laughs> they of the marketing to, is about the ingredients They used anymore. to tell you Garana and now they don't tell you shit. They but literally, v, none of them. They just go, it's fucking energy in a can, you idiot. What else do you need to know? V, that might be the tagline for V. It might be energy in a can. But V is green. That's its thing. And um, it comes in a slim can, but also periodically, about once every two years around Christmas, they bring out a 440 can and they make it look like a fucking grenade because that is what it's doing to your system. And they do blue V too. They do. They fuck around with and it. Like, Every now and then they'll bring out a blue V and you're like, okay. I don't fuck with either, but I hear I hear V drinkers talking to each other. And I like people who drink blue V, it's like they're they're built different. It's, it's their, a different it's strata. Their, of, it's it's like the McRib. It's like it's all bad stuff, but because it's seasonal and sometimes it's unavailable, it builds value to the thing. Fuck man. Do you know what I love about this podcast? What? I can start a conversation with you in a really bad place. And by the end of it, I can be like really passionately remembering and sort of reflecting on different energy drinks. It's, um, it is, I mean, you know, I've been in the same comfortable seat the whole time, the seats that you generously provide this show with. And I've said it before in this episode, I've been on a journey. I got here at 9.30 this morning. Correct. Right now, it's 12.30. And yeah. do you know where I've been, Tim? I haven't just been in your garage. Hell and back. I've been on a fucking journey. <laughs> I'm a traveler. I can't see how long we've been talking, so long I can't enough. see that. Are we done? The perfect amount of time. Fantastic. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and I'd like to say to you that you can get all our episodes in video form by supporting us financially on Substack mm. for the princely sum of five US dollars a month. I bet there are month. some people who would like to know what the chairs look like. Yeah. They're probably wondering how. You can see. I've got vision of my garage. This yeah. episode for you, go to twiot.substack.com and you can sign up. It's not a huge amount of money. By the way, do and, you we'd, know, and we'd love to have it. You, yeah, it makes a difference. <laughs> That's to a us. good tagline. It's, not, it's a, not a huge amount of money <laughs> and we'd love to have it. <laughs> that is a fucking good line. By the way, and for, if, you're, if you're still only, uh, you're not quite curious enough to hand over that small sum, what if I told you Rufus had been here the whole time? Oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, my dog's sitting with me. Yeah, but also, God, you've been exposed to ads if you're not paying for the premium version. So thanks for bearing with us for that because we get a little bit of money from that too. So, you know, fucking God bless. What are we God bless, I say. Oh, man, I don't want to. I've got a real arm's length relationship yeah. with the ads. There's a couple categories I've said no to and everything else. I'm like, I don't want to. No. Let us know. Let us know if you bought anything from an ad I know podcast. The, the US Navy. They got in there, eh? There was ads on there. We got messages about that. Uh, yeah, we did. They, there were quite a lot. <laughs> People seemed pretty shocked by that collaboration. <laughs> we're at the mercy of whoever fucking pays money into a big, yeah. weird machine. Captain Algorithm. Okay, everyone. I hope you 
are at the end point mood-wise of Guy's journey and not the start point today. I hope that um, you thought you might have been at the end of your rope, but you found out you were just at the start. If you're in New Zealand or Australia, please look for Guy and my live shows coming up. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got festivals coming up and we've got other shows. So just go to our websites. Yeah, His one's guymontgomery.co.nz and my one's timbat.co.nz. And if you're anywhere else, I hope that it's um it's good. May God have mercy on your soul. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.